off we go on another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And on this week's episode, we will uh, get into the college basketball season as uh, Dan Engelstad, uh, Mount St. Mary's uh, basketball coach, will, will, will be the guest. Uh, the Mountaineers open their season uh, November 7th at West Virginia University. Yes, uh, college basketball season is right around the corner. And the Mount will begin uh, play uh, in its first uh, season of play in the Metro Athletic Ath- the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, excuse me. So we'll talk to Dan about uh, joining the new conference and, and, and what's ahead for the Mountaineers uh, in just a couple of minutes. Uh, college basketball, yes, is uh, right around the corner. Uh, but first, let's talk some Frederick County sports. Uh, John Cannon is here uh, joining me. And John, we'll get into football in a second, but we, but we had the state golf tournament this week. And uh, uh, Brunswick uh, had its best showing ever. Um, uh, they... Uh, uh, finished second uh, in, in, in the district, and uh, and uh, they placed third uh, ov- overall uh, in, in the state today. Um, uh, the, their top uh, golfer uh, was uh, Hank Adams, uh, finished second overall with a two-day total of 146. His brother Luke was fourth with a 149, so uh, a, a great season for the uh, Brunswick golf team. Uh, the, their coach, um, uh, John Yoho, he... Uh, he uh, was saying he was going to retire if, if they were able to win a state title, uh, but and and they almost did it. They almost sent him off in style, as Alexander Dacey writes uh, in uh, Thursday's uh, Frederick News Post. Uh, but but they couldn't quite get there, but still a great season uh, for for the Brunswick boys. And uh, and, and and you don't, you, I mean, Brunswick's is it's not a program. You don't think golf when you think of Brunswick sports, right? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I think they were a little bit of a surprise earlier in the year, and I, it was, I want to say the county tournament when they first caught our attention. Uh, uh, did they win the county title? I believe they did. Or they, they, they did, yes. yeah. We were like, wow, <laughs> well, you know, we could, we, they, they, where, where did they come from? And yeah, they've been great all year, and I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you finish in the top three or whatever in the state, I mean, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Hold your head high. Uh, Urbana, uh, the defending uh, 3A, 4A team champions, uh, they were back in the state finals on Wednesday down in College Park. Uh, didn't go uh, quite as well for the Hawks this year, but but they still placed 10th as a team. Uh, Men Lay uh, led the Hawks with a 151. He was 10th overall. Uh, Ryland Braven had a 156, so he was right behind. Uh, so so, uh, so a decent uh, team showing again for, for uh, Urbana, uh, their, their golf team, even though uh, they they didn't uh, come home with the title this year, and then you had two Frederick County golfers, um, Thomas Johnson, George Carter Smith, and Oakdale's Will Scott. They also made uh, the state final down in College Park this week. Uh, Smith finished with a two-day total of 160, and and, and Scott had a 157 uh, for Oakdale. Um, so uh, state golf was this week, and then we had uh, playoffs get started um, in other sports as well. Uh, uh, soccer playoffs uh, started Wednesday. I believe the field hockey playoffs uh, kick off uh, Thursday uh, of this week with, with the regional quarterfinals. And uh, so in this next week here, uh, we'll have, uh, we'll have uh, regional, regional finals. And the region finals really aren't, aren't the same, though. They, 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 with, with this state quarterfinal round, uh, 
John, it seems like the regional playoffs and the regional titles lost a lot of luster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we call them regional champions, which they are. But, I mean, really, when they when they win that regional championship game, that used to be what it would have been ultimately the regional semifinals. And now what, what is called the state quarterfinals is what used to be your, you know, your regional championship. So Yeah, I, I, I sort of like the state quarterfinals because it reseeds the teams and it, it sort of uh, ensures that the best teams are ultimately going to get through to the semifinals. And, and the championship uh, before, as we've talked about before, you had some really weak regions and you'd, you'd get teams through to the state semifinals and they'd be total blowouts in the state semifinals. This helps to this new format helps to minimize that a little bit because you're going to get the teams reseeded and, and, and the better teams uh, will move on. But um, but but here we are, uh, a fall sports playoffs uh, football uh, will get going next week. Uh, we're heading into week nine uh, this week uh with with a uh, full slate of frederick county games uh Fre frederick uh looking for its first unbeaten season since 1968 uh they play at thomas johnson uh Ligonor and urbana the i-70 rival uh, uh, underway urbana is trying to to secure a top spot in, in their uh, 4a 3a region uh, Ligonor, uh sort of a weird year for them john uh they're um, <clears throat> under 500 at this point of the season at uh at, at three and four uh overall. Do I have that right? No, they're four and four. Excuse me. My apologies, Ligonor. Uh, Ligonor four and four overall. They're not. I mean, having been to the state final for four consecutive years, they're in a weird spot because they're not. They're not used to sort of being a mid-level seed, which which they're probably going to be in the 3A West. Right. And I picked them in that game. I mean, but they're the underdog, and that's sort of why I picked them. But they are at home, so I figured. Uh, I'll, I'll take a take a flyer there. Right, Brunswick and Catoctin meet. Brunswick trying to secure a top spot in its region. Oakdale, Tuscarora, and uh, you also have MSD uh, finishing out its regular season against the Pennsylvania School uh, and uh, St. John's Catholic Prep, uh, hoping to get back on the winning track uh, as as they host the Maryland Revolution. So here we are, final week of the football regular season. Uh, the big result last week uh, was it was Frederick uh, with a fairly comfortable win at Oakdale. Uh, that that Frederick defense has just just been the dominant uh, force this season, John. And and really, when you thought of Frederick before the season, you would have thought they would have scored a bunch of points, blown out a lot of teams, played a lot of high scoring games. But uh, it it really hasn't been that way. I mean, their their offense is still very capable of of, of putting up a, a a big points game but they really haven't had to so far. Yeah, and I saw them – well, I already forgot the team I saw them play. It was a Montgomery County team earlier in the year, and they, they, a kid had a pick six for Frederick, and they just totally – every time they tried – this team tried to pass, Frederick just was in the backfield right when the ball – when the quarterback got the ball. I mean, they were just totally dominant. It was very fast. Yeah, and, and you saw Middletown, who, who's been one of the most Im improved teams in the county over the course of the season, I think. They, they beat Catoctin. Uh, the, the score might fool you. It was 14-13 Middletown, but Middletown didn't have its best player in, in, in Carson Smith in that game. So so a, a pretty good win for Middletown considering uh, the circumstances. Yeah, and Catoct what happened, Catoctin scored with 13 seconds left. So instead of going for the uh, the extra point, they were at home, and they had the momentum. They had Middletown on their heels. They went for two. And uh, they gave the ball to Connor Crum, their quarterback, to let him keep it. You know, he's a playmaker for them. A couple of Middletown guys got a – Hands one of them in the backfield, made him trip up a little bit, and he couldn't. He, he was lunging, lunging, couldn't quite get in the end zone. It was a great game. Uh, Walkersville had a, had a really good win last week. They blew out Brunswick. I expected that sort of to be a close game, but 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 man, Brunswick. 
Um, really couldn't get anything going against that that good Walkersville defense. And in Walkersville, though, they'll, they'll wear you out with their with their running game and hit a couple of passes. So uh, a really impressive win uh, as, as Walkersville uh, gears up for the playoffs uh, over a pretty good Brunswick team, um, which which has a win at Liberty uh, this season. And Liberty, of course, beat Walkersville uh, earlier in the year. So so one of those weird results, but. I was sort of surprised because I, I expected Brunswick may, maybe to keep it a little closer there. Yeah, so. I mean, they sh- shutting them out, that's uh, that's an uh, impressive thing for Walker Souls defense, for sure. Yeah, so, uh, so the playoffs uh, start next week. I, I think teams are fairly set with, with, with where they'll be. I don't, I don't think there will be a lot of uh, movement. Uh, Frederick uh, is trying to fend off Damascus uh, for, for the top seed in the 3A West. Urbana will probably be a, a, a top seed in, in, in their region. Uh, Walkersville and Middletown, um, they'll, they'll, they won't be top seeds, but they'll, they'll probably be near the top. And then Oakdale's also in that 3A West, too. Uh, they're, they're trying to uh, sneak up as high as they can. And, again, they play Tuscarora this week. Um, uh, we should mention that we had the CMC Championship Games uh, uh, this past week uh, in, in, in soccer and uh, field hockey. Uh, volleyball. The volleyball play too. Washington County. They were all Washington County. Uh, uh, North right. North beat. I got to think about this. Boonesboro. Apparently, there was a three-way tie in first place in that uh, Gamble Division. Boonesboro got the nod, and North swept them like they have everybody except one team this year. Uh, but in the other games, our uh, Urbana Field Hockey beats uh, Walkersville, uh, avenging a loss to the Lions uh, earlier in the regular season. I, I guess the turf. <laughs> Uh, it made a big difference for Urbana in that game because when they played Walkersville earlier, it was at Walkersville on, on a natural grass field. So while Walkersville is very good and, 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 and had another good showing, uh, uh, Ur- 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 Urbana uh, proved to be the better team um, uh, Saturday in, in the CMC uh, championship game on, on the turf. Uh, soccer, uh, Bruns- Brunswick boys and girls were in the games, and, and, and they both go down to a couple of – a very talented, bigger schools. Uh, the Brunswick boys fall to, fall to Tuscarora, which has uh, been the best boys soccer team in the county all season. And I, I had uh, questions about the girls' game because we ranked Brunswick at number one all season. But but Oakdale, man, they're, they're, they're tough. They, uh, uh, they they stayed un, unbeaten, and, and they beat the Brunswick girls, who have kind of hit a lull here uh, over the last week as uh, they're, they're – uh, <clears throat> they started playing some bigger schools on their schedule, and they tied South Carroll. They tied Ligonor, and then mm-hmm. the, and then they went in with high hopes against Oakdale, but 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 Oakdale uh, gets the win. So, um, so o- Oakdale uh, rolling into the girls' soccer playoffs, and I guess they'll play their first game, um, uh, some sometime. Uh, well, I, I I think they'll play on Friday, uh, uh again against the winner of of the of the uh a regional quarterfinal. So. Uh, so we're through the CMCs. Uh, we're basically through the fall regular season. Uh, I guess winter sports practice will be uh, starting uh, uh, too long here, but but uh, getting ready uh, for the playoffs in all sports uh, coming up. It'll be in full swing next week. So, uh, John, thank you very much. And when we come back, we'll talk to uh, some college basketball with the uh, head coach of the Mount St. Mary's Mountaineers, uh, Dan Anglestad. Uh, stay with us here on the final score. On November the 7th, Mount St. Mary's will begin its first season of men's basketball in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Always loving having this guy on the podcast. Uh, He is the coach of the Mountaineers, uh, Dan Engelstad. Uh, Dan, thanks for doing this. How are you, sir? Hey, Greg. Doing well. Thanks for having me on. And 
uh, always good to talk. And now I get to talk about a, a new league we've entered. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that new league. What what should we all know about the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference? Yeah, it's it's a basketball conference. You know, I think that's the the one thing that really excited uh, the Mount uh, about this change was uh, aligning themselves with some really uh, good schools as well as um, some really uh, powerful basketball um, and well known uh, universities. You know, Siena, Iona. Uh, goes without saying what St. Peter's did last year to make their run to the lead eight. Uh, so there's a, there's a really good buzz around this conference and um, you know, it's uh, preseason, I think ranked 13th in the country. Um, so it's, there's a lot of uh, excitement to, to elevate, you know, our brand and elevate Mount St. Mary's basketball uh, through this new conference. It seems like these are all the teams that you don't want to see in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, we start adding our name to that mix. I mean, it's, uh, you know, that's the one thing I, I don't, they're very rarely do they play in the playing game and it's a team that, uh, you know, it's a league that gets, you know, a, a 13 through a, through a 15, 16 seed. Uh, what are the challenges of a transition like this, Dan? The unknown, you know, I think that's the biggest challenge is just not knowing the opponents, you know, you have a familiarity with the conference that, you know, you know, the, coaching styles, you know what to expect, you know, the rhythm and routine of a, um, of a conference that you've been in for a long time. And, and now that changes, it changes, uh, from, uh, uh, which day of the week we play, you know, most of the Mac games now are Friday, Sunday. So, uh, getting used to that new process and then, uh, brand new scouting reports, you know, usually you can have an idea of a couple guys on the scout and now, uh, you're basically, uh, learning an entire roster every time you play. So, um, but it is an exciting challenge and I tell everybody that, you know, the league's got to learn us too. So that's, uh, that's exciting to be able to, to have new opponents that, um, you know, that have yet to familiarize themselves with not arena and, and understand what that, what that brings as well. What's your handle of this new league right now? How, how much do you know about it? We've done a lot of studying on it. You know, we've, we've taken a deep dive into some of the teams in the off season and, you know, we know it's a very physical league. We know it's a very discipline league you got really great coaches you got hall of fame coaches you got up and coming guys that really teach the game at a high level and and then there's a lot of talent in it uh there has been some turnover in the league there have been guys that have left either via transfer or graduation so there's a lot of uh rosters that are that are new and i know those coaches are figuring out their teams kind of like we're figuring out ours right now so there's still um you know until you start playing games and that's coming up here shortly uh, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of teams still figuring out their own their own programs. How, how did this all come about? If you could give us a little bit of a background, has this been years in the making? Uh, did it just certainly come about last year? I mean, the NEC's treated you guys well for for so long, and just how did this new league opportunity come about for you guys? I think it was researched. I think it was. I I hadn't heard of any uh, development in years past. I think. It was uh, the Mount was approached uh, by the MAC conference, if I'm not mistaken, and um, was presented a potential opportunity. And then, um, you know, then it goes to the, the top of the, the university. It goes from the board and the, uh, at the president level. And uh, I think they uh, voted unanimously that they thought this could be a good, um, a good uh, new uh, conference for Mount St. Mary's University. And I talked a little bit about why they thought so. I mean, I think it aligns with some really great schools and 
um, wanted to up the brand. I think the ESPN deal had a, a, a part in it as well, getting all of our games and that exposure. And um, and then, you know, once they told us we were going to the MAC, that's as coaches. Now we started doing our job and doing our research. So, um, you know, but it came from the top level of the university. Yeah, I mean, how, how did you react when the, when the news came down? Yeah, just, you know, uh, uh, ready for the next challenge, right? That's uh, that's what you have to have is the mindset of just being um, excited for a new challenge and um, getting an opportunity to, to play against some really great competition. And as competitors, you want to challenge yourself against the best. And um, this is one of the best mid-major conferences in college basketball. And now we get to be a part of that. And, and we have to, um, you know, really up our game in, in every regard. You know, that's for us. We, we got to – uh, continue to elevate the university and continue to elevate our facilities. And we got to continue to elevate our recruiting and um, keep pushing this bar higher to, you know, put Mount St. Mary's basketball where it deserves. And that's at the top. Well, what, what sort of impact do you think the raised profile of your program will have? Yeah, I hope it has a, a, a it, it already has, we already seen some impact in recruiting and we're getting involved with some really great players. And, you know, our, I went to a, uh, alumni event and season ticket holder event um, last week. And there was a real um, enthusiasm, enthusiasm amongst our supporters. So, you know, you can tell that the alumni are excited to, um, you know, get back in our arena and, and watch some of these teams compete. And they already have some familiarity with the Rick Pitinos of the world. And, you know, they, they, they I know they're ready to get after him a little bit on the sideline. And um, so there is that, uh, there is that sense of excitement, um, you know, from, not just our players and our staff, but, uh, you know, from the community as well. I mean, you have to sort of stop yourself. You just mentioned Rick Pitino, like the coach of the year in this league last year was Rick, was Rick Pitino. I'm going to, I'm going to be coaching against that guy in, in our, in our own gym, uh, in, in February. I mean, it's just sort of one of those moments, right? Yeah. Everybody knows, uh, what he's done with the game. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, he's done a lot of good stuff for this conference and, uh, you know, but we we're, we want to get after them when they come in that arena and we want to compete hard when we go play out up there and, and come away with some W's. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. And um, so, yeah, we, we know what he's accomplished. And, you know, when everyone talks about the Mac, they, they do talk about Iona and coach Patino and St. Peter's and um, but, you know, it's a, it's a really talented league top to bottom and um, there's no nights off. I mean, that's the one thing that I've seen by watching this, a lot of film on these guys and um, from everything you hear from the, the opposing coaches that it's a, it's a tough league and, uh, you know, we're going to have to travel up to Buffalo and everyone says that's a tough trip and you got to get ready for some really good teams in the New York City area as well. So it's a it's a big challenge ahead of us. Are you guys going to have to change the way you guys play to compete in this league? I mean, I, I don't think for for us, you know, we, we want to be the elite defensive team in the MAC conference and, you know, that won't change. You know, we got to have something we hang our hat on and that's something that we um, really have stressed since, you know, I've taken over here and that will continue to be our identity. And then, you know, we, we really, uh, you know, shot the ball well last year, but we have more guys that can shoot it. So hopefully, um, you know, we can up our percentages from the three point line. And, uh, but, you know, we do have to play more physical and we do have to match the, the toughness and especially the interior and the big wings that this league has. And we, we're going to have to step up to that challenge and, understand that you know to win games in this league like the, the physicality is a big part of it uh the new travel schedule familiarizing yourself with new arenas and stuff like that does that have any tangible impact on on, on the court for you guys 
Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the unknown, right? We don't know what what that what that looks like yet. We don't know what a trip to Buffalo really is. You know, you, you can, um, you know, we, we make sure that everything's organized and we have a plan and we go out there. And at the end of the day, you're playing basketball, but it's not. Um, it's a lot of unknown with how the travel works and the MAC travel is different too. We're not doing uh, on a lot of these road trips. We're going to be playing potentially on the road and then back home on a Sunday. And that happens multiple times. So we don't really have travel partners in this conference. So that will be an adjustment as well. But, um, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll get adjusted quickly and, and learn what the MAC travel is like. Well, looking at your roster here, I, I, see, I see a lot of familiar faces. Uh, you're leading scorers back um, uh, this season. You're leading assist guys back this season. That happens to be the same person in uh, Jalen Benjamin. And also your leading rebounder is back, and that happens to be uh, Malik Jefferson, who came back uh, for a graduate season. Uh, just, just first on Jalen, uh, uh, he was a third-team preseason pick in the MAC. Just what sort of season do you expect him to have? You know, we need Jalen to, uh, you know, take his game to, an, to another level. He did a lot of really good things for us last year, and we, we depend on him. He's a guy that um, can score the basketball, and we're asking him to do it on both ends and be a lockdown defender and keep guys in front and uh, also lead our, our program. We've worked really hard with Jalen, and he's taken big steps in, in that regard as well. And, uh, you know, he, he shoots the ball as well as anybody in this conference. I can tell you that. He's, he's, a, he's a great shooter. Um, tough as nails and um, you know I know he's um, put a lot of work in this offseason to be ready for these moments and um, you know I'm excited to uh, you know see Jalen get a chance to um, show everybody how he's elevated not just his game but his decision making and his leadership this year. And and Malik uh, coming back uh, for another season I mean your your fans uh, that they've gotten to know him so well now and he's been such a strong player for you guys over the years just Having him back in the fold, having that big body inside, just what what sort of impact do you think Malik will have this season? Yeah, in a time where it's really hard to keep guys, you know, the fact that Malik wanted to stay with us for five years means a lot uh, to our program, means a lot to me. And Malik's been a guy that we've built around, somebody that, you know, you can depend on every single night to give you his best effort and uh, has uh, culminated in a championship, has also led to him being the school's Division One all-time leading rebounder. Uh, so, you, you know, you sleep a little bit better at night knowing that you got Malik on the back line and he's played in a lot of college basketball and he's been through the ups and downs of seasons and he's just been a steady force for our team. And um, I'm thankful that we have him to make this transition. You know, it's uh, talked about that physicality of the Mac. I mean, it's uh, it's real. And, and Malik uh, is somebody who's, uh, you know, I think as physical as anybody that we're going to play, um, you know, and that's uh, that's a credit to. Uh, Malik, uh, but also, you know, he's a, he's a vet. He, he knows the deal. Talk, talk about Malik's well, just growth in terms of his leadership. I mean, he seems like a quiet, more reserved kid uh, at, at first blush on the surface. I mean, you guys know him better than all of us, but just how has he grown as a, as a leader and just a, a, a person uh, uh, over these five years? His leadership has always been about action. You know, Malik's a guy that just, just never has a bad day, always works hard, always – one of the tops, we do an effort chart. He's always near the top of the effort chart. Uh, been really impressed with his uh, improvement with his vocal leadership and still challenging him to do more. You know, you talked about him being reserved and quiet. Um, he's brilliant. I mean, he's super smart. Um, so anything that he does say carries weight. And, uh, you know, he's really come out of his comfort zone. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why this community uh, has really embraced him, um, you know, because they know that he does it the right way. And uh, Malik's already got a... Uh, intern, he already had an internship with uh, 
uh, a couple of he's, he he uh, is an accounting major and he had uh, a couple internships with accounting firms. He's already got a job lined up. Um, so, you know, he's somebody that um, does it the right way and, you know, very thankful that he's in our program. Uh, but, you know, I, I know that that accounting firm saw what we saw and that's that the leadership and somebody that's going to really elevate, uh, you know, their company. I, you, you mentioned the transferring that just, it's just the, the way college sports are these days. You, you, you both benefit from it and, and it sometimes, uh, sometimes bites you too. Uh, you guys lost, um, uh, Meziofram, uh, who, uh, moved on to an, an, another opportunity, uh, who will sort of slide into Mezzi's role, um, well, will, will, will someone like um, who did I have uh, starred here? A, a Jetty, a, a Cordelia. Will will, will he uh, see some more minutes for you this season? Yeah, we got to have guys step up. Mezzi was a big uh, was a big factor for us the last couple of years, and you know we were uh, you know he did graduate from Mount St. Mary's and thankful for what he did. But you know it's a it's a new team now. We're going to be a little bit more um, I think skilled on the perimeter, uh, more shooting, and then. Uh, we need some of our young posts to really step up. And, you know, we've added George Tinsley who can slide and play kind of the four three. And then JD is JD has really elevated his game as well as uh, Dola, you know, and Francis coming back. So, you know, we have guys that, um, you know, are excited for their uh, opportunity um, that um, need to be ready, you know, and grow in dog years to, to be ready to help us compete right away. And, um, you know, we're going to need that from our uh, young front court with the exception of uh, Malik and, uh, you know, also Franta. And, you know, George is young in our program, but he's played a lot of college basketball. Yeah, you have to love uh, what, what uh, your team looks like on the perimeter with guys like uh, DeAndre Thomas coming back, uh, Jalen Gibson, uh, Dakota LaFew, uh, J- Josh Reeves. I mean, these are all familiar faces uh, to your fans, and, and, and they're all back. Uh, and, and DeAndre's uh, hit a number of key shots for you, and he's back as a graduate student for you. So really on the perimeter, uh, it's going to be a lot of familiar faces for you guys. Yeah, but it's, uh, you know, different spots and how we're going to utilize guys and, you know, the addition of Xavier Lipscomb. And um, so we really have to, um, you know, come together as a unit. And we've been really big, um, you know, especially at that three spot the last couple of years. And now we're going to be, uh, more of natural guard, uh, and that's going to be, uh, I think, a, a really welcomed adjustment from an offensive standpoint. But you know how these guys figure it out on the defensive standpoint, and um, you know we're we're looking forward to seeing uh, how it comes together. And uh, but we got we got a long way to go, but they're working hard to to try to achieve, um, you know, where we keep that defense identity, but also have that uh, offensive punch. How how deep might your rotation might be? Well, it always starts, you know, bigger, and then you usually kind of find out, you know, it, it will probably start with 10 early. And, um, you know, I, as the year goes on, usually you tighten that rotation up to, you know, nine, eight, seven. Yep. I'm, I'm looking at your schedule. Uh, you, you start with West Virginia, then you have uh, Coppin State, uh, a, a familiar in-state opponent. Uh, your home openers, uh, the 15th against McDaniel College, and then you head out to California for games against USC, Cal Poly Pacific. Uh, then you go to Navy, and, and then you, you start league play, really. Um, how, how do you feel the schedule sets up for you guys? I like the schedule. You know, I, I think we, uh, you know, I'm credit to Coach Jeremy Freeman, who helped put it together, and um, Clark Sawyer is not here anymore, but they worked really hard to put together a balanced schedule, a schedule that, you know, we have some good home games, and 
um, in the in the non-conference schedule, but we also uh, are challenging ourselves against a lot of really good mid-major opponents, and um, you know, always going to sprinkle in a, a couple you know high major opponents. And the West Virginia game is a good game for us in terms of travel, and you know, no, no mystery what Coach Huggins has done over his career, and then get a chance to go out to California and uh, you know play in some games that. Uh, should help us get ready for league play. You know, we're going to go play USC, who's top 25 team in the nation. And then uh, teams that didn't have great seasons last year, but understanding that Pacific plays in one of the top conferences, uh, you know, in, in the West Coast. And, um, you know, Cal Poly, uh, um, a, a really um, solid foe. Um, so we get three games out in the West Coast that hopefully allow our team to come together and bond. And when you get to spend that much time you know, away from home, uh, you know, that's the hope every time you're able to make a trip like that. I noticed you slipped an old friend on the, under the schedule too in uh, Robert Morris uh, out, out of the Horizon League, your old NEC rival, and it just that's going to be a neat game, playing them at home, uh, uh, a game that fans are obviously pretty familiar with. Yeah, that was part of an MTE, so we played them at their place last year and were able to come away with a overtime victory, but they're, um, you know, he's really building that, team up in the horizon and should be a really uh you know great atmosphere i know our our fans there's no uh love loss with uh with robert moore so our guys are will be excited to um play that game and uh you know i know our, our fans are familiar with them and should be a, a really fun uh environment another familiar uh opponent on the schedule is quinnipiac who is actually in your league uh, again uh, an old nec rivalry will be uh, reborn um, do, do you look at Quinnipiac and sort of how they've transitioned into this league is sort of a model for you guys? A little bit. And I mean, that was a long time ago. I was an assistant, uh, coach here, you know, when they, when they, I think it was the year after we left when they transitioned. So, um, you know, lots changed since then. And there are a few other teams in the league that, you know, the Mount used to play against back in the day with Ryder. And, um, so, you know, there are, there are those familiar team names to our fans that have, uh, had these teams frequent, um, you know, Emmitsburg, but it's, uh, you know, I, it's brand new for everybody. You know, I, this is a new, new coaching staff um, at Quinnipiac and um, from when, when I was in the league and uh, you know, we got to get ready for coach Dunleavy. And um, so it's all new and it's all, it's all, it, you know, there's, there's a past there, but it's a, it's a, it's a long past. <laughs> Have you gotten to know the the coaches in the league at all? Yeah, you go to meetings, and so, you, you know, we've had a couple in-person meetings, and, um, you know, so I've got a chance to meet everybody, and uh, they've welcomed us, and, um, you know, they're, uh, I think, looking forward to um, having Mount St. Mary's join the league, and, you know, a lot of them recruit in the Washington, D.C. area, and I think this allows them to get in front of some of the people that they've recruited over the years and some of their families, so I think that's a added bonus for, you know, the coaches to get closer to the Washington, D.C. area, but, uh Definitely, uh, guy. The coaches have been really friendly, and um, but you know, and when competition starts, you know, you throw all that out, and everybody wants to beat each other up. Right before we came on, you said thirteen days and counting. I mean, you, I know you guys are chomping at the bit. How how has practice uh, been going so far? Yeah, we've had uh, some high intensity, high energy practices, and you know, our guys can sense. You know, it's a it's a long preseason. We've been working with these guys uh, since the end of last year, so you, you just go through the um, you know, the ups and downs of the preseason. And then all of a sudden you're here and you're standing in a situation where you, your, your games from here on out, you know, we got a, one more scrimmage this weekend, a close scrimmage. And then we follow that up with a, a game at West Virginia on following Monday. So you're just, 
you know, I think our guys are, are getting excited at the, the moments uh, right around the corner and just trying to keep them locked in and keep them improving and um, because we're not where we need to be yet as a, as a team. And, um, you know, it's that, that growth is going to come from, you know, us really focusing on that, the everyday habits that we're creating. All, all, all you coaches say you don't care about preseason polls. Uh, the uh, MAAC uh, uh, preseason uh, poll came out, and you guys were, I think, 11th out of 12 teams, or technically 10th because Niagara and St. Peter's were tied for 8th. So uh, do you use that as any, any fuel? Do you, do you show your guys that? Do you pay attention to that at all, or is that just something that exists out in the ether somewhere? Yeah, well, we mentioned it to our guys. You know, where they – they see it. So you just, you know, you try to use it as motivation if you can. And, you know, I think they, the Mac has a lot of um, the coaches in the league have a lot of respect for each other and what they've accomplished. So there was no uh, mystery there. You know, I, I think our uh, team, if we were in our previous conference in the NEC, we would have been picked at one of the top teams in the league. And, you know, we have guys in our program that have won championships and that will be the goal every single year is to compete for those. And um, so this year is no different. We've changed leagues, but, uh, that's the goal. So, you know, all that stuff is, um, you know, it, it, it's out there and, you know, the coaches vote and, you know, we, we know where we, where they think we stand and we're going to work hard to do better than that. Do you expect some growing pains though? Yeah. I mean, I, I think every year has its growing pains, right? You know, it's a, every year college basketball, you know, you got a new roster trying to put it together. You're going to go through the ups and downs of the season and, uh, you know, add on to that uh, a new conference and trying to figure out. So, you know, every every season has its growing pains, and uh, this will be no different. But we're, uh, um, you know, I do know that there's uh, an excitement amongst our university, our staff, and our players to uh, to attack this new challenge. Well, well, what what's the key for you guys this season, Dan? How how will you define success this season? Yeah, we want to be really competitive. Like we, you know, for us, we we want to compete at a really high level and that's night in and night out. And, you know, our standard hasn't changed. Like we want to be the elite defensive team in the conference that we're in. So, you know, we control that every night with how hard we play and um, we want to hang our hat on our defensive side of the basketball. And, um, you know, so we, we want to be one of the top teams in the, in the MAC conference. And that's, that's the standard that we have. And we want to be competitive. You know, we don't want this to be a three, four, five year process. We want to be competitive now. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll be successful if our uh, group is competing every single night and putting ourselves in a position to, to win basketball games. Well, fans that show up for your home opener against McDaniel on November 15th, they're going to see a new uh, look at, at Not Arena. Uh, the court, the color of the court has changed. Uh, how, how is the new court looking so far? Yeah, it looks great. I mean, we, I'm sure you saw it on our social media, but it's, uh, they did a really nice job. It's got a uh, a really sharp look and got we've, we've the, gone to a darker blue right yeah darker blue and um you know it it, it fits and it's uh you know, everything pops and you got coach Phelan's tie uh you know inside that three-point line now so it's not um you know taking up a little bit of the three line and it just looks uh it looks sharp and they did a really nice job and um you know I think our fans are gonna be really excited to walk in not arena and, and look at it and hopefully watch some a good product and I know our women's team is going to have a great season too. And yeah, they're, they're raising the bar for you guys too. Uh, Antoine's uh, holding your feet to the fire there. Yeah, man, he's done a great job. And, uh, you know, I know they're uh, anxious to, you know, they get to raise another banner and I know they're chasing another one. So, um, you know, we can't wait to welcome our fans and 
uh, both the men's and women's side. And, and uh, I think they're going to be really excited to, you know, not just see the, the court, but see our guys in action again. What are you looking forward to the most about getting started here? Yeah, you know, you, you just, you know what a season entails, you know, the ups and downs of it, but man, those, uh, those road wins are sweet, man. I'm looking forward to some good road wins and coming back and, you know, getting, getting a couple milkshakes. Those are, those are. Always- <laughs> well, thank you for coming on, sir. We, we, we look forward to seeing the new court, seeing, seeing the team in, in, in this new league, uh, anxious for the start of the season. Again, uh, the season opener, uh, November 7th at West Virginia, uh, the home opener, November 15th against uh, McDaniel College. Uh, so uh, Mount St. Mary's uh, chomping at the bit uh, to get started here. And Dan, as always, uh, we, we appreciate your time, sir. Very great to talk with you. Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, our, our thanks to Dan Engelstad for uh, coming on the podcast this week. Thanks for, to Graham Cullen for producing. And that'll do it uh, for us this week here on The Final Score. But we'll welcome you back next week. Uh, take care, everyone. Take care, everyone.